flesh of my flesh. Blood of my blood. Like the tightly locked door at the top of the darkened stairway in the classic horror movies, Dracula's legend stands before us, daring us to investigate. I, like you, have always been fascinated with Dracula. The curiosity that brings you here tonight led me to ask the same questions. Why has the Dracula legend intrigued us so many generations? So Dracula. Hi, I'm Pierce, and I'm here to tell you that Dracula sucks. Since Bram Stoker's Dracula was first published in 1897, there have been hundreds more books, plays, radio shows, films, comics, TV series, ballets, stage musicals, operas, rock operas, video games, and breakfast cereals dedicated to the title character. In each of these, the creators have usually wandered far afield from Stoker's original text. They've simplified, they've elaborated, or they've just made up something entirely different. Sometimes they've used Dracula to say something powerfully profound about the times in which they've lived. Sometimes they've just had fun. Often the result has been mindless garbage. But I find even some of the worst versions of Dracula fascinating. In this podcast, I want to get my hands on every version of Dracula I can find and look into what makes it tick and why this character is as close as we've ever got to a modern mythology. Sometimes he's a bloodthirsty monster, a symbol of corruption and pure evil. Sometimes he's a sympathetic or romantic figure. Sometimes he's a hero. And sometimes he's a sad guy in a cape, eating a burger in a New York diner and wondering how he fell so low. My own introduction to Dracula came from a British comic called Scream, which ran for just a few months in 1984. I was nine years old and I somehow convinced my mum to buy the first issue for me. There was a strip in it called The Dracula Files, which got most of my attention. My memory of it was that it was just non-stop scenes of Dracula murdering people and drinking their blood and burning them alive and leaving crispy smoking skeletons. I had nightmares all night and my mum threw the comic in the bin. A couple of years later, when I was about 11, I sat up late to watch my first ever horror movie on TV, Hammer's Brides of Dracula. It turned out that Dracula wasn't in this movie at all, but there were plenty of other vampires, mostly sexy young women, who were trying to seduce Peter Cushing's Van Helsing. It didn't actually scare me, but I thought it was exciting and cool, and I thought Peter Cushing was a badass. It led pretty directly to a lifetime of horror fandom, and eventually to this podcast. Tomorrow I'll be uploading the first proper episode, in which I'm going to discuss which version of the book you should get if this is your first time reading Dracula. I'd like you to please subscribe on iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts, so you don't miss an episode. And in the meantime, sweet dreams. And giving substance to fear are the legends that surround it. The most dreaded one of all was conceived in a nightmare. It rose from the very bowels of hell. The prince of chaos, master of the undead, ruler of the damned, lord of the vampiric hordes, Count Drac.